day beautiful people out there welcome to today's episode of walk through the bible with me i am your host professor ngozika mbajogo the coordinator of emerald's professional women ministry today we'll begin our walk through a new book of the bible the letter of saint paul to Timothy. After Paul was released from prison in Rome, he discovered that leaders in the Ephesian church had distorted the genuine message they had first heard from Paul himself. They had misapplied certain Jewish practices and borrowed some others from the philosophies of the day. They restricted certain foods, forbade marriage, and stressed controversial speculations as the path to spiritual progress. At the same time, they tolerated immoral behavior. So Paul sent his co-worker Timothy to Ephesus and wrote him a letter, which was expected to share with the church. He hoped it would give Timothy the power and influence to set things in order until Paul could get to Ephesus himself. Paul's focus is on what true leadership in the church looks like. This would help the Ephesians reject those who weren't qualified and replace them with those who were. Paul includes a special warning toward the end of his letter about the dangers of greed which seemed to be at the root of their problems. Throughout the letter, Paul uses the phrase Christ Jesus, that is Messiah Jesus, which emphasizes the kingly rule of Jesus. This helped remind the church that Jesus is their real leader and is the clearest model of authentic leadership. For today, We'll be taking 1 Timothy chapter 1. Our Father, once again, we submit to you. Guide us through this reading, for in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Bible reading, 1 Timothy chapter 1. Starting from verse 1, I'm reading from the New International Version of the Scriptures. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the command of God, our Savior and of Christ, our hope. To Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, stay there in Ephesus so that you may command certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer or to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. 
Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. They want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm. We know what the law, we know that the law is good if one uses it properly. We also know that the law is made not for the righteous, but for lawbreakers and rebels, the ungodly and sinful, the unholy and irreligious, for those who kill their fathers or mothers, for murderers, for sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which he entrusted to me. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service, even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man. I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. He is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you might fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. Among them are Hymenus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. Thank you, Lord, for the content of this word we have heard. Father, use it, O Lord, and build us up, for in the name of Jesus we have prayed. Amen. Timothy chapter 1. The first highlight, verses 4 to 6. Who devotes themselves to myths and endless genealogies? Such things promote controversial speculations rather than advancing God's work, which is by faith. The goal of this command is love which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Some have departed from these and have turned to meaningless talk. The second highlight, verses 14 
and 15. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that I in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. The final highlight, verses 18 and 19. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may find the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. Declare with me, I declare that the grace of the Lord was poured out on me along with the faith and love that I in Christ Jesus and I am saved. I shall fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience. I shall advance God's work in love and with a pure heart, a good conscience and sincere faith. with the tasks of setting doctrines right among the brethren. Grant that our hearts will be pure and filled with love and sincere faith. Fill us with knowledge and wisdom that we may understand how to intervene in doctrinal matters and advance your work, O God. We pray for the body of Christ that they may engage in matters that we build up rather than in controversial matters. May we understand the doctrine of one faith, one Lord, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. May our lives reflect the unlimited patience of Christ that men, men may have the confidence to choose Christ rather than the world. May we fight the good fight, O God. We refuse to compromise or to be sidetracked by any false doctrine and decree that no matter how subtle they may be, we will descend them and save ourselves and others from the evil one and his agents. Thank you, Father, for in the name of Jesus I have prayed. And Father, is there anyone hearing my voice right now who is under the influence of false doctrines? I pray, O oh God, that their eyes be opened and that they may understand the wickedness of such a doctrine and flee for their lives. Thank you, my Father, for in the name of Jesus we have prayed. Amen.
The actions for today include number one, examine what you believe and the source of the teachings you receive. Ensure they are in line with the true gospel. Number two, follow the directions of the prophecies made about you. First, by the Bible. There are a lot of things the Bible said about you. So follow these directions and perhaps by sincere and true men of God. What does the word of God say about you? Number three, examine your discussions. Are they a waste of precious time and on matters that breed controversies? Send your testimonies to 0818-420-7601 or to our Facebook page. Let us know what wonderful things God has done in your life. Many have actually written us telling us the wonderful things and the daily interventions they receive by listening to the podcast. So send us testimonies about this. You can also visit our website www.emeraldswomen.org to learn more about us. Go forth and win big for God's grace, favor and speed has gone ahead of you. When you listen, like the podcast, share and subscribe. I'll be with you tomorrow.